and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Um, I wanted to kind of recap. We've been in this series um, called A Free 23. And um, on the first week, we looked at the fact that um, God wants your heart that really everything about your life actually issues from your heart. And it's not actually just about what God is saying to you, although He's got lots to say to you. It's actually He speaks to us as we share our hearts with Him. He sees what's going on, but relationship requires that we get in touch with what's going on in our own heart and that we actually offer that to God. And David sets a precedent in the Psalms with that. Many characters in the Bible, Gideon, um, you know, bore their heart before God and it was key to opening up, um, hearing God's voice, a relationship with God. And God can only actually anoint the real you. Did you know that? Like He's not gonna anoint the fake you. If you've got a mask on, He ain't anointing the mask, okay? Um, He wants the real you. God wants the real you. And that that requires um, us getting in touch with what's going on in our heart and bringing that to the Lord. And then we moved on last week and we talked about relationships. And um, I said, relationships, as we all know, have the greatest power of blessing in our lives. You can count your blessings and the greatest ones, I guarantee, will be relationship blessings. Things that came about in relationship, um, your friendships that God has orchestrated, uh, workplace colleagues that have become like family to you, um, your marriage, your children, um, all sorts of relational things, greatest blessing, but also the greatest capacity to bring hurt into our lives, right? And um, you've just got to recognise reality and God wants to bring healing to that. But you see, God works through relationship. His greatest tool is unity. His greatest, His only plan is the church, His body, right? And when there's um, conflict in the body or things have not gone right, um, it can actually break a flow of His anointing. It's not that God doesn't want to move, it's just that um, unity, anointing is poured out from the head and when unity happens as an alignment, God can flow. And one of the greatest blockages to that flow of God is actually the issue of offence. Right, And so last week I unpacked, um, how does God want us to deal with offence? Because God doesn't leave us hanging and go like, just sort it out yourselves. There's some really real keys and the power of the Holy Spirit to deal with the issue of offence. If you missed that message, can I encourage you to have a listen to it? I believe God wants to pour out such um, power over relationships this year at Horizon Church. I believe God is assembling an army here. I believe that God has great things for us to do and relationships are very key to that. Um, A heart that is clean, not only before God, but before our brothers and sisters is actually so key. And even those that we aren't necessarily in relationship with, God wants to clean our heart of offence so that we are free uh, to do um, and to to do according to His purposes. And so this morning, I actually want to talk about this whole area of our mind, our thinking, our um, worldview, the way that we approach life cognitively, um, our 
heart. So it's interesting, there's no direct translation of the word that Paul uses in the New Testament that we now say mind, right? It's kind of a lot of factors, but let's just say today, we wanna talk about our whole mental approach to life, our thinking, our frame of mind, um, negative or positive, that type of thing is what I wanna get at this morning. And um, I'm very, very passionate about this because I've seen the Holy Spirit heal minds. I've seen Him work in my own life in this area and really bring healing in the area of thinking and mindset and um, more about that a little later in the sermon. But um, I, I wanna talk about it actually in terms of um, the Holy Spirit's agency in our thinking and our mind and so forth. There's lots of different angles we can come from. Um, and I deeply respect uh, the fields of psychology and psychiatry, neuroscience. It's not, this is not um, instead of, but I do believe there is a power of God that affects our thinking, that has power to change, that has power to take us on a process of healing in our mind. And that's what I wanna talk about today. Romans 8, 6 says, and this is a beautiful scripture to meditate on, to get into your spirit. It says, so letting your sin, I'm gonna say it again, cause we don't have screens, but we cope, right? So write down the numbers first. My brain, the numbers fall out more than the words, right? <laughs> so Romans 8, 6 says, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. We know that. But letting the Spirit control your mind, and we're not talking about mind control, right? We're talking about the influence and the power of the Spirit over our thinking leads to life and peace. In another version, it says life and inward peace because we've said uh, from the get-go of this series, the way that you experience 2023 will be less about what happens to you and more about your inner world more about God on the inside of you and how you allow Him access to different parts of your life, um, that is gonna determine how you experience 2023. Good things are gonna happen this year. Challenging things are gonna happen this year. Good things are gonna happen in relationship. Challenging things are gonna happen. Um, that doesn't take um, a profit to say. Um, but what will be the variable that will change everything is how on your in your inner world, your heart, your mind, your will, your emotions, how you allow the Holy Spirit to work in those places of your inner world. Another version says, for the mind of the flesh is death. So having your mind fixed just on the here and now, just on the things of this earth, just on your pleasures, just on meeting your desires. And it's not to say any of those things are bad in and of themselves, but if they are the things that consume your mind. Um, there's death in that, actually, the Bible says. It, it doesn't lead anywhere. It's got a termination point for you. And in fact, it will invite death in areas of your life. But the mind of the Spirit is life and peace to your outlook, to your thinking, to your life, to your awareness. I said before, it's not just your efforts though in this area, although it does require your partnership with the Holy Spirit. Paul speaks a lot about the mind. In fact, if you go through Paul's writing, there is an obsession with the Spirit. The, the Spirit in Paul's writings is so prevalent. Go back and read the, the letters to the churches and the Spirit is a central feature. The activity of the Spirit among the churches, um, the Spirit revealing Jesus, um, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead 
will give life to your mortal bodies, which includes your mind, by the way. Um, and so it's not just your efforts, it's actually the Holy Spirit at work in you. Now, He doesn't just do this through educating your mind. I, I was a teacher for quite a number of years and I'm all about learning and there is a dimension to our discipleship that is learning, that is meditating on Scripture, that is um, being renewed in that way. But also, it's not just that, it is the dimension of God's power at work in you. If you know God, if you are born again, and if you are here today and you have never experienced the power of God and um, met Jesus and made Him your personal Saviour today, there will be an opportunity. But when that happens, that decision that we make, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And what that means is He will affect, because He's living inside of you, every part of your life, your relationships, your thinking, your speech, because He is living in you and His whole task is to transform you by His power. And so Paul, when he talks about that, when he talks about the mind of the Spirit, it isn't just, although it does include, having our mind on the things of God. It is actually the power of the Holy Spirit when we can't sometimes, transforming the mind, influencing us, healing parts of our mind. That's what I wanna talk about this morning. When Jesus was talking to His disciples about the commandments, and there were 10 of them, but people had made up a lot more. Do you find that people like to make things complex? <laughs> Um, sometimes I've done that myself, like just, you're just making simple things complex instead of making complex things simple. Do you know Jesus was the master of simplifying things for us? He, he would take complex things about heaven and earth and bring a simplicity to them that brought life to people. And He says um, in Mark 12, 30, let me simplify everything God requires of you into two commandments, not a thousand, not even 10. If you do these two, you'll cover off on everything else. And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and all your strength. Right? And love your neighbour as yourself, which is the second one. If you do those two things, Jesus said, you'll do everything. Everything's covered by that. If you love your neighbour, you're not going to murder them. If you love your neighbour, you're not going to take their spouse and have an affair. If you love your colleague, you're going to bless them with your words and not pull them down, right? But you see, in loving God, um, it's so amazing that Jesus defined it as, don't just love Him, right? We love God, but He says, Love Him with all your heart. How can you love Him with your heart if you're not in touch with your heart, right? <laughs> love Him with all your soul, your mind, your will and emotions, sort of that sort of realm. Your strength, that is your energy. Like you've got to put effort into loving Him. God, I want to love You. I want to worship You. I don't want to be just passive. There's times to rest in You. But loving You with my strength means I give my all to this, God. It's a focus. But I wanna single down, double down on the mind that actually God wants you to love Him with your mind, with your thinking, with your mindset, 
with what you believe in your mind, with the attitude of your mind, Paul talks about. Actually, your mind is very important to God, even in terms of loving Him, not just in terms of knowing stuff. We often reduce the mind to just knowing stuff. It's my knower, you know. Um, But actually, God is like, that is an instrument of love. Your mind is an instrument of my love. And in fact, when God's love is shed abroad in your heart, your mind will work better. Your thoughts will be higher because you will have the mind of Christ. It will work better. Your, Your mind, your intellect, your focus, your thoughts, your mindset. There's a work of the Holy Spirit in this area when we become Jesus' children, when we, when we become saved, when, we, when we're born again. The Spirit does a work in our mind progressively too. Don't worry, this is a lifelong pursuit. The work of the Holy Spirit is so beautiful, so timed, so paced. He's got a pace for your life and the work that He does in your life. But He will change your thinking patterns. He will actually free you from thinking patterns that are leading to death in your life. He will actually break strongholds in your life in partnership with you where we've come into, we've got an idea in our head. We come into agreement with it. It's not part of the truth of the Word of God. And we begin to empower that thing and it becomes fixed, a fixed mindset. And it, and it deals death to us in, in our life. And so the Holy Spirit's job is to help unpick and demolish those strongholds. Maybe it's vain imagination. The Bible talks about uh, things that are not fruitful, things that we put on the canvas of our imagination. Do you know that your imagination is a God-given gift to imagine what could be? Like I, on the canvas of my mind, I see my sons at a certain age, I, I've never been in their future, but I can sense from the Holy Spirit and I can use my divinely anointed imagination uh, to actually see parts of their future and where I need to pitch my faith and my prayer. It's the Holy Spirit's job to actually inactivate that gift. You know, when you know the Holy Spirit and when you've got freedom in Him, your imagination will be really fertile. You know, we think that when we get saved and, you know, we start following God's way and we get into the Word, we're just going to become real rigid and stuff. It's, it's actually the opposite. The freedom of the Holy Spirit means divine ideas flow. Solutions to problems in your imagination come. God actually brings about solutions to things you never thought about. There is songs that are unwritten that will come into your imagination, um, that your, your mind is going to be in partnership with the Holy Spirit in writing these things, you know, and, and legislation that has not yet been written and books that have not yet been written, plans for houses and building and businesses that have not yet been written, how to actually solve complex problems because God wants to anoint your mind and your imagination, your meditations, what you're constantly thinking about. He elevates our thinking. Do you know, because it says, He says in Isaiah, Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not mine. Mine are so much higher. (laughs) But he doesn't stop there. He also says we've got the mind of Christ. So we have access to those elevated thoughts 
Isn't that an amazing thought that He says, you don't think like me, but because you had the mind of Christ, you will think like me, right? <laughs> that He wants to actually affect our mind in that way. And you, you look and you perform better actually under the anointing. Your mind works better under God's power and influence. Did you know that? Because He removes stuff. And I really sense that because of those factors, that because God wants us to love Him with all our mind, because He wants to use our minds to bring about solutions for the Kingdom in the world, because He wants to free people from things that bring death into their families, ways of thinking and and all all manner of things, right? Um, I think there's been real warfare in this area on people's minds. I think the enemy, particularly over the last couple of years in the isolation of lockdowns, there has been a real war on the mind. And I really sense even in this room, there's been people that have been dealing with deep discouragement. You're like, God, how can I think my way out of this? And the answer is today, you don't, you don't think your way out of this. You actually become healed and delivered from that thing. And God wants to actually remove that thing and then partner with you to replace it with the life of His Spirit, with the Word of God, with the water from the Word of God, washing your mind, washing your thinking. I, I think there's been a dulling of the faculties of the mind, like a mental fog, a distraction, maybe disordered thinking loops that we get ourselves into in our thinking, like I'm just caught in a loop, I can't quite break it. And the Spirit of God actually wants to operate in that place to break mental loops, to break thought patterns that just seem, God, I'm just caught in this loop of thinking on this issue. I I sense there's been warfare in the area of a fearful mind. People coming with, God, I just can't shake the fear that I'm sensing. And it's really, really hard to think straight and do your most creative work at work or do your most creative work as a parent or the most creative work at uni if you've got fear pumping in your mind. If your mind is flooded, maybe you're here today and you're like, I just feel flooded with um, adrenaline. I'm hyper-stimulated. I'm, my mind just feels like it's disordered in some way. Um, Like I said at the beginning, I'm not speaking and I I appreciate the disciplines around in the medical sphere, but there is a power of the Spirit that can come alongside and transform the mind. There can be a double-mindedness. And I really sense God wanted to speak to some people today and you've gotten into some double-mindedness. James 1 says, If anyone lacks wisdom, ask God who gives freely without finding fault. Andrew and I prayed this Scripture over our family when we were um, looking for our house that we're currently in. And we, we prayed two Scriptures, the blessing of God that makes rich and adds no sorrow or labour to it. We wanted God's provision, not a laborious one. But also, God, we need Your wisdom. But it says there, but don't doubt. Don't be double-minded. Don't ask God for something, but believe something else. Maybe you're in a dating relationship at the moment. You're like, is it, isn't it, is it not? We've been dating for three years, is it, is it not? And God's like, would you make a decision? Would you trust me in faith, right? Would you trust me to move forward? Maybe for you, it's a decision about a course at uni and God's saying, don't be double-minded. Make a choice in faith, move forward in faith and bring it to completion. Don't be double-minded because it says the double-minded person is unstable in all their ways, it says. Like you can't be stable if your mind is in one thought, another thought, 
double-minded. God actually wants to bring a stability to you that comes from faith, that comes from the work of the Spirit, making choices in faith and trusting that you're in partnership with the Spirit. Have you ever heard the statement, it's all in your mind? Well, it sort of is. It kind of is because whatever has control of your mind has control of your life. If you've got a doubtful mind, a fearful mind, it does affect all things and God actually wants to deal with that. No wonder the helmet of salvation is a part of the armour of God, right? To protect our minds, our hearts and minds and to be kept in God's perfect peace, that God shelter my mind. You know, if there was ever a generation on the earth and I mean all people on the earth right now, this generation, um, if there was ever a generation that needed God's protection over their mind and thinking, it's this one now, all of us. We need to be, we need to find ourselves in God in this area, having anointed mindsets, biblical mindsets, mindsets that bring life and, and peace to us. You know, life in the Spirit doesn't just affect your worship, although it does. It doesn't just affect your marriage, although it does. It doesn't just affect the healing of your body, although it does. The Spirit wants to work in your mind. And so I do wanna go into some ministry very shortly, but I wanted to describe to you, what does the Spirit do when it comes to our minds? We know He heals bodies and we, we know that He um, saves us, the, the Spirit is deposited in us. We know all of those things, but what does a mind under the influence of the Holy Spirit look like? Well, first of all, it's a renewed mind. And Romans 12, 2 says, don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world. Like don't think like the world, but let God transform you. Notice that God does the transforming into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Do you know the Holy Spirit loves to accompany you? on the journey of healing, restoration and renewing your mind, renewing the way you think, um, actually working with you. It says that He will lead you into all truth. And so where there's been lies planted in our thinking or deception or ways of thinking that are actually really not life-giving to us, the Holy Spirit will highlight that and actually bring transformation to that area through the Word of God, through His activity in our life, through things that He asks us to do. And so He's got a really amazing timing. He's the initiator. I was reading this morning, I'm doing the Bible in a Year, the chronological version, and I was reading in the book of Job and I came across this Scripture that I thought was so pertinent for today. Joel 12, 22. And it says that He reveals mysteries. It's Joel, Job speaking about the Lord in, in one of his correcting his friends moment. But He also says, and He sheds light on the gloomiest places. Sometimes the gloomiest places are not places. Sometimes the gloomiest places are in our thinking, isn't it? And that the Holy Spirit wants to shed light to bring renewal. Um, it's God, isn't this amazing? Philippians 2.13, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for His good pleasure. God works in you. God works in you to change your mind. I love that. We partner with Him. It's not a passive activity, but our partnership with the Holy Spirit is, all we can ever bring is, I bring my whole self to you, Holy Spirit, and whatever you lead me in, I'm coming. 
Whatever you say, I'm coming. If you say change that friendship, I'll change it. If you say get into the Word of God for the renewal of the mind, change it. If you say um, pray, Regularly talk to me about what's going on. I'll do it. He wants to actually move in you to will for His good pleasure. Um, a sound mind, 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but He's given you a, a spirit of power, love and a sound mind. That is a, a mind under discipline and self-control, that your mind's not fragmented. It's not double-minded. A sound mind is a mind that is put together. And God gives you a spirit that will actually take your mind there. A peaceful mind. I, I love a psalm and I've talked to a number of our staff about this psalm recently. Psalm 131 verse 1 it says, and it's David speaking. I don't concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. What he's saying is, I'm not gonna stress my mind out on things God never called me to be concerned about. I'm not gonna stress my mind out on areas that are not my anointing to touch. I don't need to worry about that. I'm, I'm not gonna take on the responsibility because God never gave it to me, right? David knew where to put his mind and what to be concerned about. He didn't have a suspicious mind either. You know, when you, when you are trying to concern yourself with things that God never said to concern yourself with because you're, you're suspicious about things. It's like God doesn't want you to have a suspicious mind. He actually wants you to have a mind that's at peace in Him. He wants you to have an inspired mind. I, I think about some of the heroes of the faith, Amy Carmichael, who was faced with, the horrible problem of child temple prostitution in India. And she's like, what does a little Irish girl do about this God? And so he gave her inspired ideas to sneak into temples, to steal children and rescue them. And she ended up starting an incredible ministry to actually raise these children, educate them and release them back into society uh, to be free. It's Catherine Hamlin, anointed by God in her mind to fix massive birth injuries in third world, ladies from developing countries, third world. It took an anointed and an inspired mind. David Bissot, anointed by God in the area of business who said, I can alleviate poverty. I've got an idea from the Holy Spirit around microfinance that will actually change the trajectory of the abject poor. It was even a friend of mine who was anointed by God in her mind to make a case to a senator in Australia that the, the, the modern day slavery laws that have been passed and are being enacted now in our nation, it should include volunteerism and orphanage child trafficking. It was an anointed and inspired idea. It was a mind under the influence of the Holy Spirit. God can do that for you. He wants to elevate your thinking. He wants to prepare your mind. Do you know that God has got works for you to do this year? And it will take a prepared mind. He wants to prepare your mind in prayer. It says in, um, it says in 1 Peter 1, 3, therefore preparing your minds for action, being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And finally, before we pray, He wants to give you a healed mind. There was some time, some time ago, actually quite a number of years ago, um, 
I came to the end of myself. I wasn't diagnosed with depression or anything like that, but I definitely went through something um, that I felt like, God, my mind is just so downcast. I feel so caught in this way of thinking. I feel so down, God. I was grappling with some things about my childhood, uh, feeling quite depressed and disappointed about some things. And I really felt the Holy Spirit speak to me out of Isaiah 55, 13. And it says, "'Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper, "'instead of the briars the myrtle will grow. "'This will be the Lord for the Lord's renown, "'an everlasting sign that will endure forever.'" God was saying to me, and of course the Scripture is to Israel in exile saying, what you see now, all the thorns, the fruitlessness, the, the, the barrenness, I'm gonna turn this around for you. Fresh new growth, myrtles, bright, like it, it's gonna be beautiful again. And I felt the Holy Spirit saying to me, I wanna do that for your mind, where it's thorny, where there's barrenness, where there's thought patterns that are death giving. I actually want to um, change that. And I'm bringing fertile, life-giving thought cycles to you. I'm actually gonna transform your mind and He did. You know, it's interesting when Jesus freed the man, the Gennesarene man who was oppressed by uh, the devil. Um, one of the first signs that he had been healed, it says, was that he was clothed, but he was in his right mind. So deep was the healing of the mind. Would you stand with me right now? I really sense this morning um, two groups of people um, and it's, it's, it's all to do with the mind. It's, it's, some, um, it, it's quite different. But what I sense this morning as we go into a time of ministry, and I know we don't normally do necessarily altar calls in the morning, but we are this morning. And I really do believe that the Holy Spirit wants to move to touch some lives. Firstly, um, I really sense there are people that you need a turnaround in the area of your thoughts. There's been warfare in your thinking. Maybe for you, you've lacked peace. There's been a deep sense of confusion. Maybe there's been a real downness and God, I just can't seem to break it. I'm a good person, I love You, Lord, you know? But I need Your help, Holy Spirit. You need a touch from Him this morning in the area of your thinking. Um, I also felt too, there are people that are having nightmares and flashback memories and the Holy Spirit really wanted to minister into that space. Also too, and it's random, given it's the mind, but migraines. There is people here that God wants to actually heal you from the issue of migraines. And for some, not all, it is connected to issues of stress and anxiety. And God actually wants to bring relief and healing this morning. I really sense that. Um, and then for others, and it's in a different kind of trajectory, um, I really sense there are some that are believing God for inspired thought and God wants to bring ideas to you. You've longing, you're longing for an idea. You're longing for God to anoint your mind at work. You want, maybe your thoughts even got a bit foggy at work and you're like, God, I want sharpness of thinking this year at work. I wanna really see you move in this area. I felt like I've been in a holding pattern. I feel for someone, you feel like you're in a holding pattern with your work and God wants to actually really break through today and really bring a clarity of thinking to your mind and inspired thought in that area. Um, also too, I really sense there are people who are starting uni this year or college or some sort of tertiary study or the word I felt I got was um, rigorous mental pursuit. 
So whatever that means to you, starting a master's degree or uh, an undergraduate degree or something like that. And, and you're like, God, I'm going into a place where that worldview isn't always like mine. Um, I need your anointing here. And I want a sharpness of mind. Maybe you're feeling concerned. How am I gonna cope with the academic rigour? God wants to anoint you for that and supercharge you for that. Um, I felt like, um, yeah, that'll do, that'll do. So those that feel, I wanna break through in the area of, um, I need a healing in my mind, a thought, a lo- thought loop I'm caught in, whatever it is, anxiety, depression, whatever, but also those that are believing God for inspired thinking. There's people here too that need to make a decision and you do feel double-minded. You feel quite caught. And the Holy Spirit wants to help you come to a decision of faith and clarity this morning. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.